second time this week as we promised because we're men of our words well at least two of us are Cody Thad and I are men of our words <laughs> we're down two men two people excuse me we lost two good people sorry Bob sorry Sky <laughs> but the show goes on you know the show goes on we promise you a preview pod and so we're gonna do that let's look ahead to the New England Revolution on Saturday they are fourth place in the East, 11 points from seven games. Not too shabby. Doing pretty good this year. Until this week, that is. Bob, despite being here, uh, has contributed something to the pod. He's making his paycheck. He caught up with Vermees earlier in the week to talk about the revolution. So let's hear what PV has to say. Roll tape. Okay, so New England, what uh, need to look at particularly there to defend them? To- they, they are a hardworking, pressing team, mm-hmm. uh, plays at a very fast pace, um, very good on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they defend with a lot of uh, um, competitiveness, and so all of those things are, 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 are big and, 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 and tough to, to deal with as a team. So uh, that part's difficult, but, yeah. but, they'll, but they won't be – the other thing is, look, we're playing on turf. It's yeah. never easy. It changes yeah. the game a little bit. You can't, you know, it's no, there's no denying that. So those aspects are a part of it. But I think at the end, it's uh, it really comes down to um, us being able to go in and, and and execute the things that you know that we work on yeah. uh, every day. So what has Friedel brought to them particularly? Is there anything distinct? I, I think he's, you know, they're a high pressing team now. Mm-hmm. That they had a little bit under Jay. Um, mm-hmm. Jay. Maybe changed a little bit over time, but they're they're really trying to high press. They're they're really playing at a fast pace. They're trying to go on a counter. They're a very athletic team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably say they're more athletic than they've been. Yes, Teal had a nice goal last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Teal's Teal's you know Teal's here. He's a guy. We, we yeah. I've always liked Teal. Oh, He's yeah. a good guy. And yeah. I mean, the reason why we made the change with Teal was only because that he he I respected the fact that he was a, a player that had a lot of playing time in our team, and then that started to to, to dissipate. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to play, and so sure, I, sure. I, I tried to find him a place where he right. would have that opportunity. So right. I'm happy for him. He's a good guy. He's always been a good guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Okay. All right. Speaking of Teal, he is having himself a very good season. Well, a pretty good season so far. He's had, he has three goals. Yeah, three goals is good. Three goals. And he's not the only one. The The Revs are pretty decent going forward. Diego Fagundes has three goals as well. Christian Pena with two. And then there's Juan Aguadello, who has one goal himself. And we also have yet to even mention some guy named Christian Namath. Well, that would be because he's not worth mentioning this year. <laughs> yeah, he is yet to score or even record an assist this season. Well, he's barely played, what, like four games, 58 minutes? Right. Not Not had a start. Uh, I mean, I know there's, I think there were some injury problems, but still, if you're not cracking the field for the revolution, what kind of forward are you? And then there's also club legend Lee Wynn that is on the sidelines, on the bench. Yeah, are they even letting him sit on the bench nowadays? 
sitting in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they're letting him in the park. Yeah, um, I don't know what the latest is on on that. Actually, I'm not totally sure. I know they've gotten offers for him. Like I, I saw that they were offered like seven hundred fifty thousand for him and turned it down. So if they think they can get more for him than that, at this point, at this point, right? Yeah, that's. I've always liked him. I liked watching him play. He was kind of a fun player to watch, but if you'll notice I was using the word was. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean he could be fantastic at times and at times he was just kind of invisible too, but you could say that about a lot of guys in that that kind of role. But they don't seem to be needing him. I mean, yeah. They don't need him or Nemo, apparently. They're pretty good record. I mean, they've won like what, three out of their last six? I mean they they Draw, loss, win, win, draw, win, something like that. And the it was a pretty scrappy game. I saw most of the highlights against uh, Columbus. That was kind of a fun match to watch. Yeah, they're a, it's a, they're they're a good team. The East is not an easy task right now. Well, and as uh, I think Peter was saying about how they're much more of a high pressing team than they they were maybe the last couple of years. They they used to be under heaps, but. They uh, kind of went away from it, and now Friedel's there. Friedel. Brad, not Guzan, Friedel. Yeah, yeah, he's sticking to his guns there with uh, with Lee Wynn on the sidelines. And I know he was taking some pressure from that. Well, and seems like Nemo too. It seems like he, you know, it seems like those are the guys that he doesn't necessarily want there. Uh, so he's sticking. Yeah, and it's working. It's he's sticking to it, and it's working. You know, that's. People have criticized Vermees for that sort of thing in the past, for sticking to his guns and not playing DPs and stuff like right. that at, when he didn't think they needed to be played, and it worked, and, well, Friedel's doing the same thing at this point. Yeah, I uh, I liked him as a as an analyst, as a commentator, and I wasn't sure how he was going to be in this regard, but I've liked it. Well, I don't know if I like it because he's, right. <laughs> he's not us. us. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it should be a really interesting game. The downside too is it's you know New England, so it's on crappy turf. Turf. I think crappy is actually the really nice way to say it. They haven't improved it, have they? I don't believe so. Uh, it looks like they're going to get back Kellen Rowe, who missed last game from an injury, and has, I guess he's been having trouble getting on the field at all for them since last year. But that's another person returning for them. Um, let's look at our lineup. Can we talk about us? I use us and our. Do you remember when Kaplan got mad at me in the locker room for using we at one point? No. I said the word we about or something like we're pretty good or something like that to him just very casually. And he did not like it one bit. And you know when you always think of something cool to say after the fact? You think of like a good comeback? What was your comeback? You got to say it now. You, you. Well, it was the freaking slogan of the team is we together. Like, come on, Cappy. Anyway, I love um, Cappy, but he didn't love me. We do love Cappy. We're, we're sorry he's gone. <laughs> I okay. liked him. Let's talk about the Sporting Kansas City lineup, not our lineup. Let's talk about that. And not the PR staff. Right. Uh, the two questions, I guess, our lineup seems pretty solid, but the two questions are um, Ike and Felipe. Let's let's start with Ike. What, have you seen anything in practice? Yeah, uh, when uh, I wasn't there as much as I wanted to be this week, but Ike was definitely practicing and looked good, and uh, was with what I would consider to be the first team kind of guys the whole time that I saw him. So 
Um, he looked fine to me, and I would, if I was going to have to bet money, I would say that he's probably going to be playing this weekend or at least available. So uh, all I know, Good to hear. and I never knew exactly what was wrong. I just heard he was sick, and that caused some vertigo. So maybe he had cold that was messing with his inner ear or something. So seemed to be as involved as one would be who was starting. Yeah. Seemingly. All right. Well, that's good. Um, but we do have some audio. Bob also talked to Melia about um, Amor, our new love. <laughs> At least I liked it. I know. I know. I know. They were playing two men down, but I there there was a lot to like from Amor, and um, but they weren't playing for forty minutes, two men down. Right. So he did well most of that time, and the one time he didn't, minus the yeah, then Melia was there to bail him out. Well, pretty much everybody else you could say screwed up at the same time. So I think he did pretty well. And so if he, if Ike isn't ready or if they feel that he should, uh, you know, maybe get a little more rest or something, a a more, I, I, uh, I liked his, he seemed, he seemed like beefy. He seemed like bigger than I was expecting more, more demanding and commanding than I was expecting. He's a solid looking guy. Yeah. Like I thought he was like kind of a kid still, but he didn't look like that out there. Um, okay, yes, let's play some audio from Timelia on Emiliano Amor. Look to you for his debut. He's good. Um, he reads the game really well. He steps into space really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's comfortable with the ball at his feet, which is yeah. really important on this team. Um, he has a presence aerially. Um, luckily, we didn't have to see a whole lot of him, which is a good thing because yeah. they weren't putting us under a lot of pressure. Right. But um, I thought all the things I saw were really positive. So what do you see uh, out of him out here in training every day? Um, he's, he, like I said, he's, he's a good player. The thing that I like the most about him is that he's confident with his ability to step in front of either the striker or the winger. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not afraid to try to inter- intercept that space, mm-hmm. which is a it's a very good skill set for a center back. Yeah, It's one that... If you get it wrong, you get called out a lot on, mm-hmm. um, and he, he does that aspect really well. So that makes me feel better if we ever – well, if slash when we need squad rotation. That'll definitely happen. Definitely happen. I mean, nobody goes – it's very rare everybody goes through the season without some injury or needing some rest. And people still like to bring up the adage that Vermees apparently runs them into the ground – and that they're unable to play at such a level for a season. I don't know that I buy that because I think players in European leagues are probably running more than here, but whatever. And and playing twice a week for a lot longer period, and there's such a a amount of uh, scientific mumbo-jumbo that they, you know, magic that they do looking at these guys. I would say there's been a couple years where they were on the downside of being tired from competitions and yeah. not getting rotations like and stuff. Like when they were all in a World Cup and all those different yeah. international competitions. But last year, I asked several players like towards the end of the year, you know, if it was they were tired, and they're like, "No, that's not our problem. We just right. can't." Not that they would ever admit it, but no, they have. No, seriously, like guys like Benny would admit that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just we're we're Benny wore would. out. <laughs> Others would too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's not something like they go running around like complaining that, oh, yeah, we're that we're too tired, but, you know, kind of as a retrospective thing they would. I still saw that. I, I just saw that conversation again on, on Reddit. And, you know, five people in a row just 
say that very matter-of-factly that you know that Vermees is known that he runs the players into the ground and I just I know it, it just seems like that's an oversimplification of late season struggles do you ever watch a Barcelona game that Messi doesn't play? I mean, like one yeah. a year maybe? Right. And they're playing twice a week in, in triple competitions, quadruple competitions. And I know Messi's a special case, but... It's a little insulting to these professional athletes, if you ask me to say that. But the, Yeah, these guys train pretty damn hard, and they're, they're Americans. They train America. hard, man. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so squad rotation imminent. And we can feel much better with uh, love back there. I would love to say that. So the other question is, Felipe, have we? Did we see anything in training? Yes, he looked. I mean, he looked like he was pretty much back to normal. Um, he was training. Uh, they were. I didn't get to see a lot again this week, but they were doing scrimmages, and he was playing. And uh, it looked like at one point he was actually with the. Uh, non-starting team at one point at least it was kind of Mm -hmm. funny because it looked like maybe he was playing a number eight spot with Busio as the 10 nice uh so maybe that's a little like seeing how he's doing with uh you know giving Roger a rest at some point right in case they ever have to do the squad rotation thing which I think we just covered already interesting um I'm not saying that he's gonna play there or you know who knows but I I would not be totally shocked if uh Peter doesn't start him this weekend and gives Quasi, <laughs> or however. Jerry's still out. Man, Johan. <laughs> there we go. I feel like at least I'm reasonably close with that one. Johan uh, went went on eight ten recently and just threw a whole kink into uh, how everyone has been saying his last name. Well, I I actually asked him one time too, and I've been trying to say it right, but everybody else says it differently. Well, I've been trying to say it how I thought it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. But again, like a we've talked offline before. I'm the hick from BFE Missouri that. Accents are not my specialty, man. <laughs> oh no, don't do that, please. <laughs> oh, but I thought we had all landed on Croze with with an R at the beginning and an A at the end. But now he kind of blurred the lines that it might be Qua with a W instead of Cra. I think so. So we think it's Qua, but then he also ended it with Z a little instead of A. It was more Quasi instead of Quase. That's how I heard it. It's it's a it's a dilemma. Johan. Johan it is. I just take just take Croze <laughs> off the back and put Johan on it. And we'll go from there. Johan, the le- and he and then that just, it's also confusing because he's French and that's not a French name and he sounds Slavic. So I just I don't understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but hey, you know, still, um, I, I like the guy. He's he's an enigma. Well, that, it's going to take some time to figure him out. The international man of mystery that is Johan. Um, right. So we may see we may see him again. And that's interesting. You say that. I was just kind of assuming Felipe was going to be back, and the thought came into my mind of of you know where could Croc Quase Johan Johan. <laughs> where Johan could play and as much as I hate to say it there's still you know some thought that he could uh start where Shallowy is starting over on the wing. I know he doesn't seem to like it that much, but hey if if he's going to put up oh, I'm going to I'm going to reference the Audi index. <laughs> if he's going to put up games like that, then he needs to be on the field. It, like I love Shallowy, but 
hey, maybe it'll light the fire under him that we've seen. It'll make him mad and see what happens when an angry Shallowy comes off the bench. And Daniel hasn't been at his best, I think, since he came back from Hungary. Um, Again, I think maybe he's the one that needs a rest. He's 21 and maybe hasn't got the full tank, as large a tank. I I think that's what Peter has described it before, like, players build up their tank over the years so they get bigger and bigger tanks so that they can go longer and longer in the seasons. Right, okay. Um, yeah. So he, his tank isn't as big yet, maybe. Um, he still played well. It's just that he hasn't been quite as dangerous as he was right. previously. It was, there was, you know, I was I kept talking about the beginning of the season. There was like a, like I said, someone lit a fire under him, and he just, you know, every time he got the ball, it was how close to the goal can I get or, you know, what can, you know, it was all very positive. And I just seen maybe a little bit less of that. Well, at the beginning of the year, he was fighting for that spot yeah. and then he kind of earned it and grabbed it. And mm-hmm. then exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You know, if, if Felipe's back, I, as much as I love shallowy, I'm fine with throwing Johan. I almost did it again. <laughs> Johan over on the wing. And, uh, seeing what it'll do to Shallowy's mentality. I uh, think that Sky would be very disappointed with this, but um, she's not here, so that's too hey, bad. I love, I love Daniel Shallowy as much as any human on this planet. And you and I were among the, the early first. adopters. <laughs> Despite what you have seen, some people claim on Twitter, not going to get into that, not going to get into that, but me and, me and Thad were first, I'm just saying. Anyway, because yeah, we may have like seen him actually play for. <laughs> oh man, like I I remember it was the f- the first uh, it was literally like the first Swo Park Rangers training session ever. I think is when I saw him like rip this shot, and I was like, "Who is this kid? This is amazing." Anyway, Cody is kind of infamous for having man crushes on people who <laughs> haven't even played a game yet. But I fall, he was he was good on this one. I fall hard. I crush very hard. Yeah, I can't remember that guy who was like just training with sporting for a while. Remember that like it was the he year was before like, Swope Park. Yeah, and he but he, and <laughs> he was like <laughs> he was like fifteen years old or something like that. No, he was older than that. But he had like the long hair. The long hair. Uh, Luca. His name was Luca something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and see if I can find that now. He was nice. That kid was nice. I wonder. I don't know what happened there. He was smooth as hell in the in those scrimmages. Anyway, we have gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we'd never do that. So yeah. anyway, I would not be totally surprised if maybe Johan got the start and Felipe came in partway through, or vice versa, just because it is on the turf and you. Felipe is so important to this team for for the long run. Not that Johan isn't, but. Felipe is coming off the pubic inflammation. <laughs> Any chance we can mention that? Well, we will forever. The rest of the season, we will throw in the pubic inflammation. <laughs> uh, someday I got to find out what his wife's name is. Because <laughs> uh, it happened to coincide with her with her arrival in this country. We don't need to dissect that, but it's a conspiracy. We'll keep this fairly PG. Um, so anyway, wouldn't I be totally surprised? Uh, another player that people were wondering about too was uh gerso because he was yeah, not on the at? bench last week <laughs> and it was i don't think they actually tweeted out during the game or maybe they did but anyway he had a thigh contusion i did not see him training when i was there this week that doesn't mean he wasn't but okay. i did not see him training um but they were when i was there they were doing a scrimmage and they were going hard at it and uh 
they were, I mean, they were looking good. I mean, it was, it was really some good hard play and they uh, didn't look lackadaisical after a six to nothing win. No. And that's one of the things that I would have to worry about. Like, you know, the two highs and two lows kind of scenario, six, nothing win, you know, you kind of feel invincible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you're going, um, hopefully, you know, a, it's on the road. B it's against a team is still, pr- that's pretty good. C has got players on it that, you know, would just love to score on you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully all that plays into the fact that they won't overlook that team in any way, shape or form. Right. And Peter was asked about that this week and I don't have the audio for it. Sorry. That's my fault. But, uh, he was that's asked about that and he's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he. I'll, I'll contribute a dollar next week because right. Cody owes two because he forgot the jar. <laughs> the second I said that's a fine, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to get a fine for not bringing it. <laughs> so uh, This was a halfway pod. This doesn't all the way count. But so it's, still it's only half fine. I'll do it. But no, so that that is something about, you know, whatever you think of Peter Vermees, that is something that you can be sure – a team like this will be better at than others is staying disciplined. You would hope so. Being in the right mindset. And like he pointed out, the the game wasn't a six nothing blowout. It was two different games. It was a three nothing first half and a three nothing second half with two man advantage. A scrimmage. Yeah. So, you know, it was like a lot of those scrimmages, yeah, it's like, you know, you have the odd man scrimmages to to run the offense, right? And that's kinda what it was. Yeah. All right. Um We've got our preview up on the Blue Testament, right, where you can pick your lineup? Yes, predict that the lineup. Up. So, yeah, go in there. Uh, let us know who you want to see come out uh, at attacking midfielder. Our number 10 or our real number 10, Felipe? If it, <laughs> who who would you put out there, Cody? Who What would be your starting lineup with what you know about the situation today? Well, if he was – if Vermees was looking – to throw Felipe out there for minutes last week, then I would say he must be ready to go. So I would rather Felipe go out there and then, like I said, put Johan over on the wing. But, you know, that is one thing about Croy- Johan's big game is that now you don't have to worry about it. If Felipe's got any bit of nagging injury or you don't want to – Put him out on turf for 90 minutes. Sure. Throw out, throw out Johan because it is apparently working. You know what else they could do? And that's a beautiful thing. Put him at the nine spot. There you go. You could have, because he was, he was up there. So he was in the box more than Shelton was. Mm-hmm. Um, and as dangerous, if not more so, not that Shelton wasn't doing his job in other places, but he almost moves like a striker. So you could, uh, he was, he was just all over the place, man. That's I got him. I got pictures he, of him in like all kinds of awkward positions because he was going for every damn ball. He wanted that freaking goal so bad, and that's that is something that again I like Kyrie and I think he's got a lot of really good qualities, but he just doesn't seem to have that killer yeah. instinct. Yeah, Johan. As much as I hate to admit that, just was desperate for that goal. Now, will he be as desperate next game? I don't know, but. I would guess he will at least be close to that. Yeah. And I would say desperate, but man, fired up to get that goal and 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 he wants that play in time, so I think anywhere you put him, he's going to be playing super hard. You can argue whether or not he was good at this spot or that spot or he was good 5 games ago. Mm-hmm. This last game he was good. And that's what Vermees wants. That's how you get on Peter Vermees's field. So, let's wrap this up. 
What time's the game, Cody? It is at 6.30. And you know who plays at 7.30? How Swope. about them Swope Park Rangers? Swope Park Rangers. They will be playing at Children's Mercy Park. So They've got a home. They've had several homes kind now. Of, kind of. <laughs> but they will be playing at Children's Mercy Park, playing against St. Louis FC. So anybody who wants to do the cross-state rivalry hatred kind of thing. Right. And, you know, St. Louis FC has actually played in Children's Mercy Park more times than a couple of MLS teams. Cause they've, that is true. They've been here for an uh, Open Cup open game. Cup. They played against... Uh, Swope Park in USL a couple years ago, so That's this will right. be like their third appearance there, and right. it hasn't been friendly for them. But um, they actually brought in, a lot of fans before. In the cavernous Children's Mercy Park they'll be in. Yeah, but they they brought a lot of fans before, so you, Kansas City, you should turn out so that... They, they, like to, they like to roll out here for that match. So we don't want the Swope Park team to be outnumbered in their home stadium, so... Show up. I'll be there. Cool. We should. We do need to spend time on some podcasts talking about how mad the team is that they have to open up Children's Mercy Park that many more times this year. Yeah, it's That's, not. They're be losing cheap. more, like more money now. I know you lose money if you're if you have your USL team. <laughs> That's just a, it's it's a it's a loss every year. But then this is adding to that. It has to be. Yeah, because just turning the lights on there is more yeah. expensive than it would have been at Shawnee Mission or at Swole Park. Right. So it's ridiculous. Um, there's and lots it, of reasons for it, but there's just a I lot wonder, of stupidity. I wonder what it. every every venue has a price to open up the doors for an event. I wonder what Children's Mercy is. I remember I asked that question one time. I remember somebody told me kind of like off the record, and I don't remember what it is. It's hmm. been, I'm not like trying to BS that, but it was right. – it, it is was, very interesting that they finally were just like, screw it. <laughs> we'll do it at CMP. Well, there really wasn't much more choice because Peter yeah. doesn't want to move that team elsewhere. Right. And they got to meet Division Two standards because USL isn't going to give them any slack like they would other teams yeah, around he the needs, league. He needs Carl- Carlton Belmar close at hand, right? He doesn't want him to go states away. Or Busio. Or Busio. Because, see, that would be the problem is Busio couldn't go state away because mm-hmm. he needs to be in town for schooling and uh, yeah. residency and stuff like that. So that's that's when people talked about, like, EPB leaving and being mad that EPB wasn't playing when he was 16. Right. They didn't have a place for him to play, and he wasn't breaking into sporting at 16. Yeah. If they'd had Swope Park, he would have been playing for Swope Park then, but they couldn't send him on loan until he was 18 for the right. age requirements right. so all right well we just gave you a little bonus there on the swell park rangers yeah once again i sidetracked the pod but that's <laughs> not exactly the first it's a patented thad move okay right uh so there you go there's your second pod of the week look at us hey we actually did what we said we would content hashtag content so i will leave you with football night by the vanden arms and we will talk to you next week I can bring the TV, you can bring the beer We'll wave our flags from the front porch There's a party on in here But it's a football night Well, it's a football night We can gather all the friends all around the tomb There's not a better thing to do But it's a football night Well, it's a football night When our final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright Celebrate when we lose, we swear It's not a night for the
the fate of hearts, so are you gents beware. But it's a frightful night, but it's a frightful night. We can gather all the friends all around that tomb, that's not a better thing to do. But it's a frightful night, but it's a frightful night. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright.